Hey there, listener. Fancy seeing you here. Look, sometimes due to the things we discuss on the pod, it might contain potentially triggering content. But the good news is you can always review the episode description for a full list of the warnings applicable to this episode. Oh, and just so you know, this episode is rated R for really filthy. It includes adult themes and explicit content. So if you're an adult, buckle up, gird your loins, and prepare to flood the basement because we are going down with these ships. Welcome back to Care of Magical Shippers. It's a Harry Potter ship culture podcast, unofficially. (laughs) (laughs) We got to put that in there. Get the giggles out the way. Um, (laughs) uh, I'm Nathan, if you didn't already know, and my lovely co-host is... Megs. Yay! (laughs) Hi again, Megs. How are you? I'm good. (laughs) Oh, like we do our pre-episode recording, we were already starting to dive into discussing the ship, and then we're like, "No, hold up, we got to save it yeah. for the episode." So, yeah, we have to. So we're we're rewinding back to like, okay, so we got we got stuff to talk about, but yeah, so I'm really excited because after, well, gosh, we we talked about it last time, we could have done another dreary, like we could have yeah. done another dreary, because even listening back as at editing and stuff like that, we were like, oh, we didn't get into like character representation, like trans characters and stuff like that and whatever but we mm-hmm. can always do that in like a you know a separate episode it doesn't have to be dreary exclusive so i figured that that could be a fun thing to talk about with a lot of different characters and stuff like that definitely hashtag blaze a lot of you <laughs> okay oh, yeah and blaze yes and uh it, so a lot of you guys are really hype on jagulus like we keep that keeps popping up as one that's really really popular mm-hmm. so as i was kind of like exploring some things and thinking about okay we've done a lot of slash not that we're mad but we want to make sure we've done like 90% slash at this I point know. I updated our um our pinned post on Tumblr, which I have like if you read more, it lists all of our episodes and I color coded them to be like blue is slash, purple is het or what you know, something mm-hmm. like that, or oranges for various, you know, combinations or things like that. And I'm just like, there's so much blue. Yeah. Oh yeah, so <laughs> just... I so I knew it was gonna be like a sea of blue, but yes, hit me with it. it. Was... How bad was it? Was it was it just It was I think what was it? Like uh especially when I filtered on our website because on our website you can um filter our episodes based on characters or ship type or or category or whatever and i think 30 of our 45 episodes at least features a slash pairing right so (laughs) (laughs) like is at least mentioned i mean it's not like that wouldn't be on brand for us yeah that gives us 15 episodes so like a literally a third of our episodes are not nathan doesn't even have anything to say to that because it's just like yeah that well yeah but it's it's true 
I, so I don't really have anything to say. What I will say is what I've always said, which is that if you have ideas for femme slash ships that you want us to feature, mm-hmm. if you have ideas for poly ships you want us to feature, please, 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 please get in touch. Mm-hmm. You know our socials by now. Yes. I would love to even, look, even if you want to like slide into Telegram and send me a voice note, I like those. And then you could mm-hmm. say, look, Nathan, this constant slash shipping it's getting on my nerves. You need to do this. <laughs> and then I will be, not only will I love interacting with you, but also mm-hmm. we'll get on it. We'll we'll yeah. then add that to our list of upcoming stuff. Uh, that makes it sound yes. like we are very organised. and Yes, it does. You know by now that we aren't. But what <laughs> no. I mean to say is that we will take any and all requests really seriously yes. and then have a lot of fun laughing about them in our yes. episodes. <laughs> So it was, uh, so of course, yeah, discussion of Jegulus and whatnot. So it's like, okay, if James ends up with Regulus, then that uh-huh. leaves Lily obviously free to be with whoever. And I was actually talking in like a Marauders Discord server about like, oh, who do you ship Lily with? And a lot of people put her into sapphic pairings, which doesn't surprise me. Right, a lot yeah. of the times it is that way. It's like, okay, so we have James and Regulus. We have Wolfstar. And then we have Lily and Mary or Lily and Dorcas or Lily and Narcissa, which I also <laughs> really like. But this time around, we're like, okay, we'll do a het ship. But now I'm like, okay, I got to go back to Lily for other things like that'll be so much fun Mm -hmm. so this time we're going to be doing what now we are officially calling lily pad which is lily (laughs) slash serious (laughs) i love that ship name can i just say i'd never heard of it before i actually thought you made it up but then it was some lovely people in our discord had said Mm -hmm. no i've heard this before so that's a very cute name well done i approve Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I immediately went to, okay, even if it wasn't like a jugular situation, but it was still just James pining after Lily like he do, but then Lily ends up dating the best friend. Like, that's just spicy content that I absolutely love. And you were saying that you were going to need some convincing of this. Is that mainly because you're so like committed to like Wolfstar or like seeing? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I I mean, I really only see... Sirius and Lupin together and it mm-hmm. that's just canon it's just it's mm-hmm. my head canon and it's possible for them to see other people you know maybe they have an open <laughs> relationship and see other people but they're still seeing each other in the background in my head because exactly. they're, they're just the the glue that holds my love of this fandom together yes. but so I, I'm prepared to be convinced because ultimately we know this we know what the formula is by now you come to me with an idea and you're like let's do <laughs> x and then I'm like hmm I'm really not sure about this and then the more we talk about it by the end of the episode i'm like yes this is the hardest i've ever shipped anything ever yes. <laughs> so you do have, you should teach persuasion because you're very good at it <laughs> i yeah and i i love that for me <laughs> oh man the, the slithering in you is just preening right now like yes of course i'm fabulous at everything my face is all red now like for <laughs> patreon people you can see how much i'm blushing right now but um yeah which is yeah <laughs> 
Oh man. So this will be, yeah, this will be fun. Uh, I, I love, especially like this wasn't something that I've, I don't think I've read or I've read a little bit. Nope, that is not true. Okay. So the reason why I did ask about Lily with someone else, like in general, mm. because I am a big Snames shipper. Of course. That's why Jegulus to me still hasn't caught my attention. Like I, I like, I'll be honest. I haven't read very <gasps> much of it. Oh, <laughs> there are so many in our fandom that are going to feel betrayed by know, what you just said. I know like, they are. I know they are. And that's why I'm not going to rush a Jagulus episode. Like, I do have friends that are like, you have to read blah, 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 blah. So I want to read stuff before diving into whatever for them. But like, as I've said before, like Wolfstar, I don't, I'm not like passionate about Wolfstar either. But when it comes to like James and Sirius, I always usually play around with, you know, Remus and, and Sirius together. Mm-hmm. But also, so I, but I also have read that it was like a Lily and James were kind of trying and then fell out. And then it was James and, and Severus <laughs> and then Lily and Sirius ended up kind of connecting and in those stories, which I I think is kind of canon in a lot of these stories, yeah. but I couldn't really speak for in Wolfstar fic because I haven't re- read a lot of Wolfstar, so you can obviously tell me. But uh, fuckboy Sirius is yeah. like canon. Like he's, you know, he's like, he knows he's- Spice boy Sirius, yeah. <laughs> he knows he's hot. He's getting yeah. around. <laughs> you know, pansexual Sirius is absolutely yes. a thing, just making his rounds. There's also the not going to come to terms with my sexuality serious that's just getting around with all the ladies and then is not going to right. is having a trouble accepting that he might like his friend or friends or whatever so that is another like when you see the conflict especially between Lily and James and then expecting like oh James turns a new leaf come you know their final year or whatever it's like you can see Sirius as someone who's like, it's like an equal, like, how did that happen as her and James? Because it's like Sirius mm. obviously had a big impact, if not like a stronger impact, depending on how you interpret things as far as like cruelty to her friend, you know, Severus. Yeah. So her getting with any of the marauders is always really interesting. Like, how do we get there? But then there's also the out of character, or if you could also, you know, defend it being in character, because we don't know Lily. Like, apart from the right. small little yeah. blips of you know Snape's memories that you know at the end of the series like we don't really know like everyone's like oh she's sweet or whatever like what if she is really into bad boys or she's yes. someone who yeah like it just or she's even someone who's a little bit like I, I don't know that like she could be anything and that's what's wonderful about this <laughs> Lily's a goth yes <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh her long beautiful red hair but then she's got this thick eyeliner yes. these wings that are just you know and she's oh my gosh that would be lily is a mistress of the smoky eye i could just mm. so, she's oh, so I love that. she's got it down with those green eyes yes that would just look oh my gosh those eyes have to pop right of course mm-hmm. she's gonna of course she's gonna make heads turn but it's because mm-hmm. she knows how fierce she actually is I think she went to the sort of Snape school of dr- of the dramatic entrance. Mm-hmm. There's a select number of students who have that quality. And I really feel like Lily has that in abundance. Which, when you pair it with something like non-binary Sirius, begins mm-hmm. to take on a really cool quality. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I really just love... I guess I like anything that plays with Lily because, like you say, we don't know her canonically. And what we do see through 
Snape is pretty problematic because, let's face it, his love for her is obsessional. It's not coming from right. a place of... It's a rosy, like, look at her as a character, yeah. Yeah, and he has fixated on certain things he likes about her early on and then not really adapted his view as everybody has grown. And that is, you know, we're not here to talk about Snape, Nathan. <laughs> Bring the conversation. I know, I know, me too. I'm like, now I'm picturing, but I'm going to translate this into serious. But because we've gotten on Goth Lily, I picture her and Severus like sitting on the, in the courtyard painting each other's nails. <laughs> yes! You know, black. And then Sirius being like, you know, either bumping into her in the common room or something like that. And maybe he has a crush on Lily. And she's, mm-hmm. he's like, oh, would you paint my nails too? Kind of like jokingly. <laughs> And she's like, yeah, sit down, let's do this. And then Sirius yeah. is like, uh, uh, okay, I guess we're doing this. And it just kind of, that starts that whole like actual them con- conversing. And then Sirius goes back to their dormitory and James punches him in the face because he's just hanging out with Lily. What, well, okay, yeah, because James is a dick today. Yes, yes he is. <laughs> Maybe not in the face, like a gut punch. I love James. Let's let's be fair. I love James, but he can also be canonically an asshole or he yeah. can be very sweet and, you know, re- redeem him. So Are we using James as a proxy for toxic masculinity today? Is that what we're doing? <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I'm fine with that. For the conceit of Lily getting together with that. Serious. I think it's cool. But also, someone then needs to punch James. Like, yes. uh, eventually I'm going to need some sort of retaliatory. Actually, I'd love if it was Lupin. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Either in the moment. Yeah, it was Remus. I, d- I definitely like when it's especially like getting close to the full moon and he gets really more like easily agitated right. or is on yeah. edge or things like that. And so sometimes he's... You know, because you could see him as someone who's a little bit more reserved and has, like, is one of the more meek and studious marauders, but then could kind of transform into something a little bit more out of character, closer to the full moon before and after. So a lot of times they joke with Remus that it's like his time of the month, like when it's like, oh, his little time of the month because he's, you know, has his grouchy period, you know, which is obviously always (laughs) a very, like, not okay, you know, thing to use in such a way especially for those who menstruate and things like that well yes exactly but it you know it's funny in that context of i also could see lily doing it too so yeah i want her to be like really powerful like like badass kind of like bamf lily is always really fun because she's always described to be really talented magically see this is where and uh, where this is potentially a bit of a spicy path to go down but I I kind of feel like Lily is everything Ginny wishes she was like that I'm hesitant to make too many direct comparisons between Lily and Ginny because I don't like the idea that we you know form relationships with our parents by default you know and I don't like the idea that Harry is just dating his mother that you know um yeah no but I think there are there's definite areas of overlap there, but Lily has to be badass to be blunt about mm-hmm. it because she's come from 
a background like Harry, knowing nothing about the wizarding world, being thrust into it to then be, to be able to go toe-to-toe with people like the Marauders, who the Marauders were all exceptionally gifted wizards because they created the Marauders map. Mm -hmm. When have you ever known magic being used in a way like that with anybody else? I mean, this is, it's an exceptional bit of magic. It is effective in demonstrating just how set apart they are so then for lily to be sort of on an even keel with them she has to be you know she's you're right up there but then also if she wasn't if she weren't snape wouldn't be crushing on her so hard so mm-hmm. there's there's that too i kind of feel like lily was done an injustice and some attempt to write Ginny as being able to produce a really cool bat bogey hex was actually writing lily retroactively or seeing Lily through a sort of a more modern day lens on the part of the author who shall not be named Um, (laughs) and what I like now about what we're doing particularly with with goth Lily is that we're (laughs) taking that power and that (laughs) and that panache and expressing it as performative which i love Mm -hmm. for lily i really Mm -hmm. like in this scenario i want her and snape to be like besties and Mm -hmm. like learning the dramatic arts from each other Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah i would love them to be i mean i just like i could see like both with like black lipsticks snape's like (laughs) hair kind of like drooping in his face yes whatnot but then she's still like super gorgeous so people are like oh they're the they're the weird people but also still someone like james is like but she's really hot though like they're weird but she's really hot Like, they're the ones playing, um, like, the wizard equivalent of Dungeons and Dragons, which right. is also called yes. Dungeons and Dragons, because why wouldn't it also be called exactly. Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, so now I see, like, Game Master Lily, and, like, <laughs> and, then, and then Sirius, like, anyone who's crushing on Lily, like, Sirius especially, is like, oh, yeah, I'm totally into board games and these sort of things and <laughs> just muggle stuff or whatever, and, like, decides to join whatever this right. nerd club that they... <laughs> that they have um or maybe like he doesn't want the other marauders to know about it and so like right. maybe whoa we talk about how gifted they are yes. what if he does you know uses polyjuice potion in ways that it's like so he can like do things that he knows that he might have been teased for by his right. fellow marauders sort of thing and then grows a connection with lily and i could see like what if like he and james are just hanging out like they are and james makes a comment about lily and then serious might just be oh she'd never say something like that it'd be blah 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 blah. and james like well how the hell do you know that like oh i spent monday thursdays and fridays with her for two hours each night (laughs) right now there's a really intense elf war and (laughs) let's just say i rolled a d20 for initiative the rest is history Oh, man. Oh, then that comes into play, you know, because there's sometimes there's people who like, oh, it's just so difficult being this beautiful or handsome or whatever. (laughs) And so then Sirius does. (laughs) (laughs) It's just so hard. (laughs) And um, my life is just 
It's just so difficult. It's just um, too but... much today. I looked in the mirror and I'm, I'm too gorgeous. I, I just, I need to stop, honestly. Like, I'm too fabulous. Yeah. So what if uh, Sirius develops, like, even not necessarily Polyjuice Potion, or yeah. but figures out some sort of, like, glamour or transformative? Or what if he actually has metamorph magus powers? Because cause Tonks is, like, a black. It could have been a right. random yeah. black trait. So then it's something that, like, oh, Sirius is able to manipulate and get into, you know, certain things. We think of it as, like, oh, he's animagus. So then, therefore, he can explore and get to things that you wouldn't think, but it's like, oh, if he's a metamorph, you know, Magus as well, then that gives him the opportunity to literally like interact as a human, right. you know, differently and whatnot. But yeah, I I love the idea of a secret friendship. And of course, like then obviously Lily wouldn't know, especially if he's not coming forth as his actual right. identity. I've definitely read plenty of other works with other ships that are this way, where it's like, oh, especially when Harry uses a glamour because he doesn't want people to look at him as the famous Harry Potter. Right, yeah, of course. Like, he wants people to get to know him. And so then that turns into a whole thing of, like, you build a relationship with someone, but then you have to come clean of this is actually not me. I'm actually this other person. And then that usually causes this big dramatic rift. Trust issues. Yeah. 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 And so it's like, because I trusted you and you're not even who you said you are. And blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so I could see that being a huge thing between Sirius and Lily when she finally came to terms with it. But I also could could imagine Severus figuring it out first. Of course. You know, like somehow. He, and then he uses it to like does something blackmaily too serious so that he doesn't tell Lily. And that's also punny, by the way, blackmail. I yeah, I I'm yes! for this. Oh my god. <laughs> but but okay now also, but sidebar, I'm now also <laughs> seeing the potential for a Jegulous part two episode where we discuss this. Because mm-hmm. if if Metamorph Major's powers are a black family trait, then it follows yes. that Regulus has them as well. Just saying. That's true. Yeah, yeah, that's quite, yeah, quite possible that it was something that maybe that they were discouraged from using unless it was something that, you know, could be used to their benefit. Like maybe that was why Voldemort was so interested in Regulus and Sirius, even though Sirius beforehand was obviously kicked out of the house and was never going to follow. But Regulus felt very important and valued in the Death Eaters, even at a very young age because of said skill or whatnot. Oh, and that's another thing to say. It's like, what if he used that in some fashion to avoid going to Azkaban in the first place or able to get out of Azkaban? Right. Or somehow he was able to go to Azkaban and couldn't use such powers or just didn't because of energy, especially if it was something where his animagus form helped him avoid the emotional stuff and that took kind of all of his like magical core to do that versus like changing his appearance for whatever reason but the reason why they couldn't find him for so long was not only like he can turn into a dog but he can also change his appearance and stuff like that and see now i i love this because you don't just take a premise and and analyze it and and speculate what you do is you you write movie scripts live (laughs) on the podcast yes that's very true and 
<laughs> they're, in, and they're very evocative and they add such flavour. And I think this is part of the reason why you persuade me so hard is that then because I have such a good visual brain, mm, mm-hmm. I'm seeing exactly what you're describing. And I love these various movie ideas. <laughs> I mean, obviously, where Sirius is concerned. Move over, HBO. I have a series for you. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Really grateful to you for these very textured, very layered, atmospheric pieces of entertainment that you give me (laughs) that really set the scene. Because obviously with Sirius, you know, any time that we talk about him, you're going to be thinking about Azkaban and all the things that he had to do to either survive it or escape it. And I like the idea, even though I don't really know how we could get this to work, but if Lily somehow escaped death and Sirius somehow escaped Azkaban Mm -hmm. and they just... Like, I love the idea of them just running away together, Mm -hmm. of just being like, you know, our previous associations have just been too difficult. Mm -hmm. We just need to start a new life in Egypt, wherever it is. Especially if they, if people assume they're dead or they're safer being assumed that they're dead. Yeah. Especially for Harry. Like, if Harry's still, like, alive after everything and they're able to kind of flee with Harry, it's a huge thing. Because either one, one thing could be, obviously, Sirius is going to love Harry like a father figure being like his godfather. Another thing I'm playing with, which is also spicy, is (laughs) Sirius is actually Harry's dad. (laughs) Right? okay because even though he has like wild black hair it just depends on if you're going off of james being like a person of color versus you know them being like predominantly like white characters there could be crossover traits between the blacks and the potters especially when we go into all the like sacred 28 and how the you know keeping the bloodline pure and everyone's been with everybody sort of thing and so Mm -hmm. then they could actually be very similar looking even though and then even though Sirius is hair is like longer usually like longer and so he could have like wild hair but longer which is what we see as a characteristic in Bellatrix so it would make sense right. that it would also translate to into Sirius so then what if it was it, they couldn't tell because it's not like with Harry aside from oh you look just like your dad but you have your you know your mom's eyes but it's like what if there's you know that similarity between James and Sirius so then it's like oh they don't know or Lily knows you know some somehow that you know comes about so then it's and maybe Sirius knows too and has to go through life like say that everyone lives sort of thing and she does end up with James and then he has to live with the fact that he knows that he's actually Harry's like blood related father and and he only he only gets the position of being his godfather you know sort of thing so which could have been right. like pushed by lily as well like being like oh we really should choose Sirius because he's your best friend you know sort yeah. of thing <laughs> even though it's like actually he's the one who's <laughs> harry's dad so <laughs> yeah yeah there's there's that um i have a question though mm-hmm. it's a technical question you may not be able to answer it i don't know if i'm ex- expecting an answer how does polyjuice potion work if you're polyjuiced and then you have sex with someone and you have a child and does the child take on the half the dna of the polyjuiced person because we know it's based on dna 
right? Because in order for polyjuice to work, you have to take some of the hairs of the... Right, it's completely um, transforming your body to become completely the other person. And like the movies do the weird thing where you still keep your voice, but in the books, that's not the case. You are genuinely that person, which also makes no sense because why the hell would Moody sound the way he does if his voice didn't change into Elastor's Moody's voice. It doesn't make any uh, sense. Yeah, yeah, no, that doesn't make sense. So well done, movies, yeah. for a needless incongruity. Um, yeah. Uh, so I would say that it would probably be the DNA, you know, the DNA of the person you were transformed into because right. you would have their okay. stuff. Okay, so one of two things is possible here. It's possible that... Sirius polyjuiced into mm, James mm-hmm. and then Lily realized this afterwards mm-hmm. or it's possible that James knew that Lily really fancied Sirius more and polyjuiced into Sirius to allow that Okay to so I could see I could see that too because we go into how like it's another thing like uh, James to Lily is we could put on the same plane of obsession as like Harry and Draco sort of thing. Right. Yes. Yes, definitely. Not giving up on Lily, obviously, like the whole Uh time through school. So I could definitely see him going to the extent of like, we talk about all these toxic situations that we (laughs) should not do in our real life, but this is fan fiction. (laughs) Yeah, don't Um, do this. Don't Don't try this at home. (laughs) (laughs) But if he wanted to do literally anything that Lily wanted of him so that they could be together and if that's like sorry james you don't do it for me but if we you know it's like i'll yeah so that could be oh sorry random question mm-hmm. so we know sirius has tattoos from having been in azkaban mm-hmm. um at some stage well i don't know if we if they're in the books but they're definitely yeah in the i films. don't think they're in the books but i don't know correct us if we're wrong but i'm pretty sure that it's it's definitely like a choice that was made like all the runes and stuff like for the movies i'm pretty sure yeah so uh let's just assume for the moment that sirius has tattoos mm-hmm. that he got in azkaban if someone were to take one of his hairs polyjuice into him would the tattoos be there or because it's only taking his like dna it's mm. not been like inked into the second body right so would lily be able to tell that it wasn't really serious <laughs> i'm immediately picturing okay so you know do you know sun sleeves no i don't okay so there's like so you can like buy like like kind of like um there's like uh spf shirts obviously that you can wear when swimming to like help okay you know but you yeah. can also buy like literal sleeves that you can cover your arms like a lot of like truck drivers and stuff will use them because their arms are oh. right by the window so like you can still get you know sunburn through the windows and stuff like that if you're in the cars long sure. term so i they they often have ones that like are covered in tattoos so like what oh, if really? what if Polly just <laughs> Sirius was like, okay, it's dark and is literally wearing a shirt that's had like been sublimated with like a like a super buff bod and all the tattoos all over it. And like that would. (laughs) 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 So he's literally like, it's like when you wear like a like a costume with someone with tattoos and you're wearing something that's like looks like a body or skin and then has the tattoos on it. So yeah, like Sirius sans the tattoos. I don't know. So <laughs> no, that's that's and there has to be. Now that I think about it, there have to be 
wizarding temporary tattoos that you could just magic mm-hmm. onto yourself. Mm-hmm. Although, would the person doing the switching, well, if it's James, I guess he would. So there have to be wizarding temporary tattoos. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm thinking, would the person doing the switching know where and what the tattoos were? Mm-hmm. But if it's James and Sirius and they've known each other for years of course he would yes or at the very least he has he could pull a memory of Sirius and share it with said artist and then the artist could build and replicate the design and then James could sign off on it and then wow this is really extreme of James like why are you so obsessed with her that you would go to this temporary tattoo place so that you could be serious because Lily likes serious and not you it's so that James won't write in his burn book that Lily Potter is a fugly slut. <laughs> no, he says Sirius Black is a fugly slut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So when did Sirius get the motorbike? Do we know? To, like, Was it like an acquisition when he was older or did he have it? The like Fred and George have Mr. Weasley's car. Mm-hmm. Has it always just sort of been a fixture? See, that's all, that always interests me because, of course, like Arthur had played around with the car and like made it flying and stuff like that. Like even though uh-huh. like the motorbike is definitely Muggle, like they there's no other person that has transportation in the wizarding world like that bike. So part of me is like, what if for whatever reason, like back when Arthur was younger, because I think that Arthur is 10 years older than the Marauders. And um, yeah, I think you're, you're so you're even right. when, you know, they were like, upper teens or low, you know, low 20s, that would put Arthur in a position that maybe that was when he was starting to like experiment with muggle things. And it was one of his first like, successful things that he he did. What if the reason why he got into his position at the ministry was kind of like, that um that trade-off of he was discovered doing all this questionable stuff with muggle things and it was like okay you can you have a choice whether to go to azkaban for this or help us like a hannibal situation like you know like pulling someone in that you know that can like think like the person making the the stuff like sort of thing like there's there's a lot of kind of like crimey shows that are like like oh we pull in this random expert that isn't a like a member member of police or anything like that but they happen to have a connection to like whatever weird thing is going on yes so so that could be part of it like maybe yeah he got it from arthur weasley way back when and um because that could fall into his like rebel stage of like when would he be able to because you know he's riding it around and so I'd, sure. I'd imagine that he would probably have some sort of muggle license when do, when are you when do you get your like independent driver's license or like at in the uk uh i i'm not really sure but i think you can take the theory test from when you're 16 okay and i think you you're able to drive from when you're 18 I don't drive myself, so that could be absolutely made up. <laughs> but uh, I feel like that's if if that's not right, it's in the ballpark anyway. I think you you're definitely able to. You might it might be one of those things where you're able to like take the driving tests mm-hmm. before you actually turn eighteen, and then you can drive once you're you're eighteen. Gotcha. Yeah. So I could see it being something that 
another piece of that rebellion against his parents is like that connection to the muggle world could also Mm. be a reason why at first he's not genuinely into Lily, but is into Lily because she's a muggle born. So it literally is Mm. like going for the person that his family would hate the most. Um, Right. Yes. So that's, that's another fun take, like regardless of James's feelings for Lily, like it could be coming back to, to fuck boy serious being like, I'm going to go for, you know, the person that my parents would absolutely be disgusted if I had any sort Mm. of relationship with this person. But then Lily is very much, I'm not interested (laughs) sort of thing. And it becomes his like goal to do so so which is like purely from a physical standpoint and then eventually over time it turns into love or whatever but oh my gosh oh my gosh i just okay so brain blast so meg's just had (laughs) a mental explosion um i'm gonna try and paint the the mental picture for those of you that aren't seeing the video feed right now but the eyes grew about three times larger than they normally are (laughs) And this massive, like, epiphany face just appeared as if from nowhere. So I'm very, uh, like, excited for what's about to happen. Okay, so have you seen 10 Things I Hate About You? No, I have not. I'm, I am know it makes me a terrible gay. And, 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 like, okay, so do you mind if I give you a little, like, summary of what it is? Yeah, no, go ahead. Yeah. Okay, so there is a kind of like a, I think he's a new student. It's been a long time since I've seen this, but he has a crush on someone who's like obviously the cute popular girl. He's like the new awkward kid, but the only people that can date the sister, it's like has to have approval from the older sister. Right. And it's a playoff of the taming of the shrew. It's literally a story built around the taming of the shrew. So okay. Keith Ledger's character. Okay, for Shakespeare retold. Right, yeah. I mean, it's really good. Um, So Heath Ledger is the character that said nerdy kid like pays to get the older sister to fall in love with him. Like be the one to like... Okay. So that she can feel like satisfied and validated in love for herself so that she doesn't care about her sister's love life anymore. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sort of thing. So I could see this being a Lily and Petunia situation and then Sirius okay. and then whoever we want to match up with Petunia sort of thing um, in some of sort of alternative thing. <laughs> so then, yeah. So initially Sirius didn't have feelings for Lily, but had been, you know, bribed or like had some sort of benefit to like pursue her to the extent beyond. The same thing could be for like James, too. Um, but I love it for serious because it's like we have in canon like how how in love James Potter is with Lily, yes. but then serious like he could definitely go in. I don't, you know, I'm like I can do this. Like I'm hot stuff. Like of course I can. And he's like this like outcast bad boy <laughs> who like you know who would want to get close to him anyway, but is also super hot because it's Heath Ledger. So. <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, so that would be a really fun AU, a 10 Things I Hate About You. Definitely. I, I now need to go and watch that movie, clearly, because that was, that, that's a, how did I not know that this exists? Well, I just, I guess sometimes I haven't watched movies because the title kind of throws you off. Mm-hmm. And I guess I really didn't want to sit down and watch a movie where people were just hating on each other. But then I did watch Mean Girls. So, you know, what does that say about me? Yeah, it's it's great. Like, it's really cute. Like, 
Yeah, because towards the end, it's like obviously she finds out that he's been paid to fall, you know, to get her to fall for him. But then he gets genuine feelings. So then she feels betrayal, even though he's trying to prove to her that his feelings are genuine. Like, yes, the initial thing that happened wasn't in, you know, good faith, but this turned into something real. And so then she reads (laughs) this. Like, she has, like, a presentation she has to make in, like, some writing class for, like, poetry or something like that. And her thing is literally these 10, it's literally 10 things I hate about you is, like, what she reads to the, in the uh, class that they share together. And it's, like, at I the get, at yeah. the end, it's, like, like, I hate that I love you sort of thing. Like, it goes through all this, bo- all this shit she hates about him. And then at the end, she's, yeah. like, you know, like, I, like, I hate that you, you know, you've made me love you and, you know, sort of thing. And so then it's obvious that then something will happen. They'll meet, you know, have some common ground and they'll end up together sort of thing. And uh, so, so, yeah. So there we go. Someone please well, make this. <laughs> Well, for those of you that don't know, um, I dabble in performance poetry, and I'm fairly certain that now, looking back at this, I've heard several parodies of that entire conceit Mm. and not known that it's from that movie, Uh but that's where it's coming from. So thank you for filling in those gaps. I now know what those people were doing. Nice. (laughs) Now you have context. Yes. And now you're going to, now it's going to like show up soon. Like you're going to notice something like that and you're like, wow, now I actually know. Because that's what happens when you learn (laughs) about something new. All of a sudden, that's literally all you see everywhere. I'm like, I I never saw this before. Why am I seeing this all right now? (laughs) I know. I know. It's like I had never seen Goodwill Hunting until recently, for probably for the same reason that the title threw me off. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's Robin Williams, it's Matt Damon. Mm-hmm. What's not to love? Mm-hmm. Um, I we definitely need to talk about like a, some sort of Snape AU that involves that again for another episode. <laughs> but let me let me bring it back to our main pairing. Yes. I always thought, so we know that James is often characterized as the sort of the jockey type mm-hmm. that will, you know, sort of run at Lily and, and throw himself in with both feet, as it were. What if Lily is the kind of person who prefers the slow burn where mm-hmm. the, you know, she enjoys initially the hot and heavy stuff with James, but it kind of fizzles. Mm-hmm. And... From Sirius's point of view, what if Sirius were demisexual? What if he didn't mm-hmm. conceive mm-hmm. of developing, you know, physical feelings for Lily until, you know, a time mm-hmm. during which they grow closer together? That's also mm-hmm. a possibility. And I mean, I know Sirius is is characterized as you know, a bit of a ladies' man. But what if that is mostly bravado and ego? And actually behind that, there's a lot of... Because if we think about it, he's not coming from a stable home. He doesn't like his home environment. Mm -hmm. His family run totally antithetically to, you know, the sorts of philosophy he espouses. So then in Lily, he's potentially seeing not only somebody who he can love, but who is partly a healthy kind of escape Mm -hmm. from that feeling of being trapped, you know? Mm -hmm. Especially with Sirius's character, it could 
genuinely have started that he just he just hates his family and wants to do the exact opposite because he hates how controlling of his life it is mm. not necessarily that i think i've probably mentioned it when we talked about series before either in the wolf star episodes or whatnot but yeah. that he doesn't necessarily hold the values of like muggleborns are the same or whatever but it's just it's just right. him being rebellious to his family so then lily being the person that actually shows him and validates that that like him going against his parents is more right. than just a rebellion. It's genuinely, I don't believe what they believe, you know, anymore. Now, now that is making my choice to separate myself from them even more important. So, right, yeah, yeah, because it can be easy to just like any kid, like, oh, I, you know, I don't like that because you like that sort of thing, even though you really right, don't yeah. have an, an actual opinion. So then time with Lily or around any other Muggleborn situation is great. I've also read like some like squib regulus stuff. So it's like him okay. finding ways to like protect his, you know, brother or ways to to convince his parents that Regulus is not, you know, sort of thing or it's the the blacks it's the blacks are interesting. It's just an interesting whole family tree of of ness. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and you know, and the fact that um, we see all these dark wizards ostensibly through the same lens—the mm -hmm. Blacks, the Malfoys, the Voldemorts—you mm -hmm. <laughs> know, um, you know, Tom Riddle isn't coming from a massive lineage or anything, but we see them all through that same kind of guise, mm -hmm. where um, you're either, you know, the the—I suppose this works well for the conceit of a children's book, but in no other circumstance which is why fan fiction is so great mm -hmm. which is that in the books the delineation between black and white and good and evil is so cut and dried mm -hmm. that the that the evil almost becomes very theatrical like and we don't even really see Voldemort doing like yes he kills people but it's implied that like to make a horcrux you have to be doing something incredibly dark to mm -hmm. uh to take the the you know the murder that you've just committed and turn it into an abomination against the soul or whatever um the the point is is that the i guess when sirius was younger it may have been easier for him to buy into this grandiose image of power as being compelling and that the, the, there was no easy distinction at that age at a young age between being powerful and being proud of that mm -hmm. and being dark um, and actively supporting causes that uh, step on other people i think you know for every wizard going to hogwarts there has to be that moment of epiphany where you're like no, oh no actually you know i'm going to school with these people there there isn't this level of you know i can't remove myself from that reality anymore and if especially if you add romance into the equation if you fall for somebody who is or has been sort of socio-politically so different from everything that you've believed in mm -hmm. to then be hit with all of that must be well paradigm expanding but also it has to turn you upside down a little bit and we've seen adult Sirius so that we we know he grows up into a a reasonably good if troubled mm -hmm. guy but the question is how much cajoling and how much 
persuasion do you think it took from Lily to get him to realise that his worldview was coming from a place of extreme toxicity? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't... I think it also would come down to like maybe not necessarily like like them having forced proximity, you know, like but what if they're like partners in potions or like, you know, something like that. And then it's like her just being friendly or just uh-huh. talking about her life or just like or different muggle things. And at first he's just like sitting there like, oh, my God, blah, 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 <laughs> you know, sort of thing. Um, yeah, yeah. Like assholes do. And then eventually he's like, uh-huh. huh, that's really interesting. And then he slowly gets like more invested and curious and starts actually asking questions and things like that. And that that really comes down to a lot of times when people have you know very a very like small frame of mind that's like it's all they know like they haven't been exposed to anything different so him getting the opportunity to actually be like oh one of these people who were deemed as like bad and like evil and wrong is sitting next to me and one of the sweetest people i've ever met sort of thing another thing that i kind of like similarly fits into this is like I could also see there being a lot of angst with their potential relationship being that like even though she has issues with Petunia as far as what we can understand her and her parents had a really good relationship like she came from a loving home and like her being excited and happy to like introduce Sirius to her parents but then knowing that Sirius can never introduce her to his parents and how that might right. really, you know, affect her because Ooh, that one that one hits in the soul. Yes. yes. It's like that's just so hard to to really like think about, especially you'd think in, you know, I mean plenty of that happens in real life too but like in the muggle world i could see her being like oh yeah like the the dreamy of like one day i'll have the white wedding and get married and our families will come together and whatnot and then all of a sudden her life is turning into something that was way different than what she you know pictured it to be then there also could be the conflict and ultimate maybe breakup of them of like serious her the who she wanted Sirius to grow into he doesn't like or she like she thinks that she can change his behavior sort of thing but he doesn't you know sort of thing I was gonna say the big change word Mm -hmm. yes that always comes into it but I mean you know we've done poly ships before we've talked Mm -hmm. about um you know polycules and things Uh, it's also perfectly feasible to me that uh lily and james and sirius are together in some fashion Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i know that there's a lot of fan fiction that does that Mm -hmm, as well mm -hmm. i've read some of it it's good you should read it yeah yeah i i love that because then you could also play play off of like oh that's why sirius is the godfather too even though there's he's still part of their like trio of like and I a lot of times I do read it from the aspect of Starbucks of James and Sirius yes. because Lily knows like oh you and your best friend actually have like a deeper love that you need to like confront and I support you in this sort of thing so even though like yes. and James is like but I you know I still love Lily so much but that's okay you're allowed to love more than one person sort of thing and so but for it to be Lily kind of not to say that the three of them couldn't it couldn't be a triad situation and not yeah. like a i don't know like a 
<laughs> like a, I don't know how to describe the di- like uh, uh, Victoria did in when we in our second episode of uh, the different types of poly dynamics where yeah, it was like so, one person so, like a like a hinge thing like a <laughs> yeah it, <laughs> it is like it's that. called so there the in certain kinds of poly dynamics there is the hinge who acts as mm-hmm. you know keeps a separate from c mm-hmm. if there be if if that makes sense mm-hmm. um okay so i i was like am i making this up like <laughs> no you're definitely not because since we talked about that episode mm-hmm. i have done my genning up on polydynamics oh, cool. um, and so i know a little bit more uh, a little bit wiser mm-hmm. but uh yeah there's still so much to learn but i nathan seeking more knowledge absurd <laughs> <laughs> how dare he um how dare i be so brazenly ravenclaw mm-hmm. i know it's terrible i like i went to a, a an independent bookshop recently and they're a they're a lgbtqia plus mm-hmm. um bookshop locally and i did spend 60 quid on books and i have never been happier mm-hmm. to spend so much money on you know all of this extracurricular material mm-hmm. because local independent bookshops need your support yes <laughs> and especially when it comes to things like this that are fun to read about but also uh, expand the paradigm and encourage everybody to love in more ways than they even thought possible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I definitely, I think it's very wholesome to think of the three of them together, especially with little Harry. Like it's just their happy little family. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yes. It's so cute. It's very fluffy. That's a me image. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it could have been something where that was, you know, it easily could fit into canon too, where they were together and, and Sirius happened to obviously was the one to find out what happened and go after Peter. And then shortly right, thereafter, yeah. the, he was, he just happened to not be at home when Voldemort came and attacked the Potters. And of course, is the reason mm-hmm. why he feels like he deserved to be locked away and things like that, because he literally lost right. everything, including Harry, like for Dumbledore to take Harry away. That just in the, it, that to me feels like, the biggest cruelty even with Sirius like being his godfather only still it's yeah. like the reason why he was named that was because that he could be trusted by his parents to care for right, Harry exactly and but for Dumbledore to blatantly be like you know to tell Hagrid like sorry no I gotta take him to his muggles who are you know shitty or whatever it's just like that just doesn't and it doesn't it doesn't track yeah Yeah. and it doesn't give Sirius the opportunity to then want to fight for his freedom because I think ultimately he feels the guilt of what happened and there's nothing left for him that gives him hope and so when he's taken right yes he just I don't think he really fights for it you know like I feel like they really could have yeah come up with a way to show that he was innocent like I just I feel like there had to have been opportunities there that he just didn't want to take because he felt like he earned he deserved it you know yeah but but this is also another example of the wizarding world being awful Mm -hmm. because the the fact that the spell that we're talking about that protects Harry only applies to the nearest blood relative Mm -hmm. of Lily and doesn't apply to those who actually loved him most. Mm-hmm. You see, this is this is where I start to split hairs with 
the narrative. Yes. Because is it that Lily died for Harry? Or is it that Lily's blood is magical? Right. Because yeah. it, could, it could be one or the other. Mm-hmm. And love comes... Okay, this is... It's going to sound like it's very predicated upon found family, which of course it is. But mm-hmm. love comes in many shapes and sizes. And certainly it's been my experience that the people that love you most aren't necessarily the people to whom you're related to by blood. Mm-hmm. I'm fortunate that I have a, quite a close-knit family that love me a lot mm-hmm. and I love them a lot. But I realise that that isn't the case for everybody. Mm-hmm. And for Sirius not only to have to go through, what, 13 years of isolation, mm-hmm. but to also be sort of summarily torn away from the one bit, the one last little bit of living hope and decency... Yes to just be left to wither is unspeakably cruel. Mm-hmm. And um, so if there can be an AU where he's together with Lily and or Lily and James, mm-hmm. then why, who wouldn't want that? If you do not want this fluff listener, I will fight you. <laughs> okay, so now I'm thinking of coming back to movies. Um, although it's okay. like I I don't even remember why I watched it, but it's it. So there's there's the movie Pearl Harbor with Ben yeah. Affleck and I don't remember her the other guy's name. But ultimately in the movie, like Ben Affleck goes missing, like he's missing in action, and people presume he's uh-huh. dead. It's been a year or whatever amount of time. So then it's literally his fiance and his best friend that like are supporting one another and fall in yes. love. And then all of a sudden he's found and like comes home. So then it's like, shit, she's in love with one guy, but also this was her fiance. So it was like this complicated thing. So now I'm picturing that with like say that Lily survived. Lily and Harry survived, you know, with Voldemort and James yeah. passed. So then it was literally Sirius and Lily raising raising Harry together and them falling in love because of that. Yes. But then what if James came back? <laughs> We've reached a podcast milestone, Megs, because I didn't want to like cut you off in the mid in the middle of your flow. But you you've told that story before. You've used the Pearl Harbor analogy before on the podcast and I think it may have been on the Snape Lily James episode. Really? Oh my god. Well see it fits. It fits with the poly with James and James and, and Lily. You've definitely talked to me about this before. See my thoughts are valid because I, I am invested <laughs> enough to think of like that. That's so funny. You've already done this with them and someone else. That doesn't surprise me whatsoever. I mean, it's still valid. It still works. But I just, I'm really happy because this happens to well-seasoned podcasts. <laughs> I mean, I didn't think we'd be celebrating yeah. our two-year anniversary but like a couple of months ago. That's crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fact that we've been doing this two years and we're still going. And look, we, we were supposed to stop at an hour. It's an hour and five. <laughs> we're still mm-hmm. going. Um, mm-hmm. I just... You know, what a what a fun podcast to be on. Thank you, Megs, for twisting my arm. Yeah, do you know, you. like two and a half <laughs> years ago that December, you were like, hey, do you fancy like co-hosting this podcast project mm-hmm. that we're starting on? I was like, huh, that sounds like fun. And look at us two and a half years mm-hmm. later. <laughs> I know, it's bizarre. So as we're like coming up on when we have to wrap up, so... Uh-huh. 
how are you feeling about Sirius and Lily now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, there's, there's been a definite warming to the situation happening. I don't know that I don't know that I massively ship it, but the but the like the flag mm-hmm. is ascending the flagpole. I just don't know if we're like we're mm-hmm. we're at full mast. Um, but <laughs> but but there, there's there's a there's a, a certain amount of appreciation there, yeah. And I I appreciate the enthusiasm. And please don't take this the wrong way, listener. But I'm looking forward to returning to our regularly scheduled slash content very soon. <laughs> Ooh, we're so that's we are who we are. That's just. <laughs> I know. No, look, uh, I'm sorry. Like, you can even come on the podcast. We will, like, we'll have you on as a guest host. If you are passionate about something, yes. and you, maybe you've written something, and you're like, ooh, this is a, a femme slash pairing they haven't covered, and you're excited about it, come on the podcast. We'll have you on as a guest host. We'll treat you like royalty. It'll be excellent. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then we can yes. get excited with you. Okay, so a month from now is LeakyCon in Chicago. And unfortunately, as far as I know, none of the shipping panels went through, which oh. is very sad. I'm very I'm very upset about oh. that. But they've went in a direction that's like ex- like expanding fandoms. Oh. So it's like it's just it's going to be handled very differently. Like even last thing Dream Quaffle, like Jeff had um, contacted them about wizard rock shows and no one's heard anything or been asked to perform yet, which seems really crazy. Really? That surprises me. But the plan is I should be there Saturday and Sunday. I'm pretty sure. I'll definitely clarify specifically. Ooh. So if anyone is going, I would love to meet you. That would be awesome. That's like, a, I think it'll be about a month from now, the fifth the fourth fifth and sixth but then the fifth and sixth i think is the weekend that i'll hopefully nice so i'm excited to hopefully meet some of you folks that would be so much fun so i okay so you need to like take photos with megs and then send them to me and Mm -hmm. then i Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. yeah please go and see megs she's an awesome human being and you're gonna have an amazing time (laughs) it's gonna be leaky con's gonna be incredible um I mm-hmm. that's sad news about the wizard rock panels and and shipping panels, but mm-hmm. I'm sure there was a you know a a reasonable executive decision behind that. We just don't know what that might be. Mm-hmm. But but you but you're going to be there anyway. Will you have like a booth or anything? Um. Well, there's the Wizarding Wireless Collective, which is like all Harry Potter podcasts that kind of come together, like a Koya put together yes Sequoia, yeah sequoia simone from fanatical and yes yeah, started the collective yeah from fanatical fix kind of started the collective and so then have we have a joined booth right. and then we'll have all our information for the podcast in like a pamphlet we're gonna have i'll supply some of our pins and things like Ooh, that there going... that'll be for sale and stuff like that so go so, and see megs for some exclusive that. merch <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly so that should be fun um what are you but, like are you a hugger can people yeah. come up and hug you or not really are you not big on the body contact yeah oh, okay. no yeah 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 I th- i'll probably be masked up but yeah no yeah. i'm totally down okay, for hugs cool. yeah go and hug Megs. <laughs> share the love <laughs> yes mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i would if so yeah even if someone just comes up to me and i'm like i don't know who you are but <laughs> hi and then after the fact tell me who the heck you are for- yeah i don't know so <laughs> <laughs> no, for future reference, if I'm ever at a con, and I do intend to be, um, 
if you see me and you want to hug me, it's totally fine. I'm a massive hugger. The only, mm-hmm. the danger is that I may not let you go. I'm a little bit of a, a gremlin, but. A clingy yeah, hugger. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I enjoy it. It's a good time. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Finos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, that was a lot of fun. That was great. I still, now I want to get some fan art. <laughs> drawn of goth lily and Sirius, and painting each other's nails yes please <laughs> playing gobstones with painting nails yeah yeah oh gosh i love that so much so yeah so as for next time we got no idea yeah. <laughs> so let us know like nathan said at the beginning of the show we're always open to requests for things you want to hear us you know talk about and mm-hmm. things like that so yeah, I'm really excited. Yes. And uh, oh, oh, and then as of um, just as an add on for those that are Patreon subscribers, we will, I think by the beginning of July, which should be now, um, <laughs> Patreon will be dropping a uh, Droopin episode because we had <laughs> mentioned Droopin in our last Dreary episode and we decided, hey, we need, we, we joked about, we need to do an episode. Well, we did an episode right afterwards. We did it. And so... We did that thing. Yeah. We followed through on an impulse we had. Yay! <laughs> so, but that will be a bonus episode on Patreon. Yeah. So, definitely go and check that out. That'll be a lot of fun. So, you get some more Slash stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. More Slash, as if you needed more of it. In yes. fact, like, pr- most of our bonus episodes are probably going to be Slash from now on. If we want to, if we want the, like, main feed <laughs> to be more, um, more balanced. Diverse. Yeah. 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 Diverse. This is a good word. Yeah, I like that. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> non slash normative. Um, yeah. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, yes, please uh, look out for that drooping goodness. That's going to be good fun. We really enjoyed doing it. Surprise, surprise. Um, and yes. we will see you in the next one. Yes. Bye. Bye.